John Thornton, the short sale guy. And I want to talk to you today about how a lot of short sale flippers are actually committing mortgage fraud. It's a bold statement, but I want to get into this and talk to you about uh, you know, what to avoid, why these issues come up and how, why you want to work with us because we do it legally. So I want to let you know that you know, in the first part of my career, I was just basically cashing out short sales. And uh, the reason why I was able to do that was because I had spent uh, time building a nice foundation as a, a new, as, as a new investor of creating sources of private funding to be able to cash this stuff out. So I didn't have to go to uh, um, uh, hard money lenders. I didn't have to flip to, well, you know, flip to cash buyers back when it, you could flip short sales you know, traditionally, the way people think, like wholesale them out. Um, you know, I, I never did that because it never occurred to me that I would want to give away my hard, hard-earned profit to to somebody else. I mean, it made it just it made no sense. So I was able to develop. I don't know, about seven or eight uh, private individuals that had up to $2 million available for me to, to cash these properties out, uh, flip them on the MLS, and then, um, you know, get their money back to them and everybody was happy. Did that for years, years and years and years. And occasionally I still do it. It's just that as, as I've gotten more sophisticated, gotten better at, at my, um, at my, in my short sale career, I realized that it was much more, um, advantageous for me to be able to start flipping these properties without having to take title to them and, and go through the whole thing. And, and I'll be honest with you right now with, I, the market's cooling and we're seeing this. We've been seeing this for the last, last four or five months here in, in Florida, all over Florida. Because remember, we work everywhere in Florida. We go from as far south as the Keys to Jacksonville, up the coast, you know, uh, Naples and the West Coast, all the way up to where the, the, the peninsula turns into the Panhandle, Tallahassee into the Panhandle. So we have our, our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market. And it, it still, it's funny to me that I still hear people say, oh, well, it's so rocket, it's so hot. It's the market's so hot. It's like not, it's cooling down, folks. We're, we're seeing, seeing a significant decrease in buyer activity now. And it's just a matter of time before, uh, you know, it's going to start coming down even more, which is going good for us as a short sale business. But I digress. So um, there are two big ways that I see people uh, the one, there's not that many people in short, in the short sale flipping business, but the ones that do, they're, they're taking chances with their, with their freedom because, you know, the way they're doing it is it's, it's, it's mortgage fraud. And let me tell you the, the one way that they were doing it, they don't do this as much anymore because frankly, the banks don't like this kind of a, a structure, but what people would do is they would buy the property in a trust, a land trust. And there are three components to a land trust. You have the agreement and declaration of trust, which creates the trust, right? And there's a deed to trustee. So what people would do, for example, let's say that uh, um, Mary Smith is the, um, is the owner of the property. And so the, the buyer, the short sale buyer would then uh, put, would basically then have Mary at the beginning of the process, she would deed the property over to uh, the investor uh, and the investors would, would create a, uh, uh, a trust with, with called the Mary Smith uh, Family Land Trust. And the idea is that it's not really changing title. 
because it's still Mary. All Mary did was just put into a trust and she named a trustee. In this case, it would be the investor's trust. And then um, they would go ahead and go through the entire short sale process. In the meantime, when they got their value from the bank, they would then look for a buyer they could flip it to. And all they would do then is just, uh, they would they would close on it. But remember, there's three three components to a land trust. You have the agreement declaration of trust, which creates the trust. You have the deed to trustee, which for all intents and purposes, transfers ownership. Um, and that's why uh, banks have started catching on to that. And then the third one, third aspect is an assignment of beneficial interest, which means that when you assign, if the trustee assigns his or her beneficial interest to the trust, to somebody else, that 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 third party is the one that gets the proceeds of the sale or gets actual, you know, any beneficial interest, which means any money or any profit goes to that person. Uh, they banks have started to frown on that for quite a while now. It's very difficult to get a land trust approved by the bank. Use the bank will reject them because they caught on. They know what the, they know what's going on, and so that doesn't work as well. Um, and we never did that because it was just, uh, we don't believe in putting roadblocks up to banks. Number one, number two, we don't, we don't fail to disclose anything, which is another thing. I'm going to get into the disclosure part here later in this video, but, uh, now what a more modern version or more updated version of this that still happens quite frequently for people who are involved in short sales is what they will do is they will form an LLC and they will put an offer in and they'll have like a negotiator and they, the negotiator, usually just like a kind of a hired gun, someone who specializes in this, they'll just bring it to them and they'll just go ahead and negotiate it. And so they will uh, form an LLC and the LLC will negotiate with the bank and hopefully they'll get a discount. And then what will happen is the investor who owns the LLC uh, will want to close on the deal, but he or she will have already someone in, in place to buy, and they're not gonna buy the property, they're gonna buy the LLC, okay? So basically what happens is, is that, let's say Joe Blow is the investor, he, you know, he's the owner of the LLC, or let's say his company is the owner of the LLC, doesn't matter. And then, so they, they know they're gonna get a nice, nice discount. So they say, okay, well, we wanna flip this, but you know, we, we, we can't, uh, you know, we have to keep the LLC in place because that's the bank has a short sale agreement with the LLC. So the LLC has to close on it. Otherwise, it's, it won't work. The bank won't take it. But if they if the let's say the, the uh, LLC has a buyer who wants to buy it for, let's say, $30,000 more than what the bank is is. Uh, Offer given the short sale approval for. Let's say a short the bank gives a short sale approval for a uh, hundred and seventy thousand dollars, but the buyer, excuse me, yeah, the, the buyer, the LLC, Joe Blow, or his company, who owns the LLC, uh, he has someone who wants to buy it for two hundred thousand dollars. So he's got thirty thousand dollars in his pocket. It's just sitting there, and he just has to do it correctly, in his opinion. Uh, to get his to get this flip it and make his you know thirty thousand dollars. So what does he do? He sells his LLC to the new buyer. So he's not so basically then the new the new buyer buys the LLC and so then the, the LLC continues to exist. It just has a new ownership. 
Okay. And so it's funny because I was talking to a gentleman recently about this and he was saying, oh yeah, his lawyer says it's legal and there's no problem. It's like, well, it's not really legal. And I'm going to tell you why it's not legal. Okay. There is every short sale packet that the buyer, excuse me, every short sale packet that the bank uh, gives as part of the closing documents contains a uh, paper that state it's a, it goes by different names with different banks, but the gist of it is that there's a, a disclosure or an affidavit of arm's length transaction. Now, what does that mean? Now, I'm not an attorney. I just play one on TV. Uh, you can check with your attorney if you want, but I'm telling you, I've been doing this for a long time. I've, I've consulted with numbers of attorneys, title companies, and so forth. And what I'm telling you is the truth. Okay. You there is a clause in every single arm's length agreement affidavit that states that there are no hidden uh, agreements that have not been disclosed to all parties and all parties have to sign this. That means the buyer, the seller, the uh, buyer's agent, the seller's agent, title company, everybody, everybody has to sign this. And there is a clause in that, in that affidavit, which states that if someone does not disclose everything about you know, that there's no side agreements that there's no uh there's no one getting money that's not being disclosed on the hud the final huddle the final hud settlement statement okay so if joe blow has a buyer in his pocket and he's going to sell this llc with the intention of making a thirty thousand dollar profit and that is not disclosed to um the bank and to all parties involved uh, that's a felony. Okay. And there's, there's, there's language in those uh, affidavits, which states that if they're, if, they, if, if there's something not disclosed, then they are, that is considered mortgage fraud. And, you know, look, a lot of people, they take the risk because they think, well, who's going to find out, right? Well, you know what? Stuff can come back and bite you in the butt really seriously. And don't, don't forget the banks go back and do audits. They will do audits and they will, they, they do find stuff out. Now you might be able to ride this for a few years, but you're taking a huge risk if you do, if you, if you do these kinds of transactions. So, I mean, there are people out there that do that. We will not do those at all. We are crystal clear, hundred percent clean on how we do things because the way we flip properties and the way that we're able to, um, you know, make money on a short sale uh, the only reason why we, that we would do this is because everything is disclosed. So we disclose everything to the lender and to all parties involved. And we have signed documentation. It's available. It's on the HUD, the whole nine yards. So, you know, there, if you're interested in doing short sales and you're interested in the idea of, well, how can I flip them? Remember that if you're trying to do it this way with where you're basically selling your LLC, or if you're trying the old school route where you're trying to do a land trust, you're going to sign, you're going to sell the, the assignment of beneficial interest. Um, I, I would stay away from it because that is a felony. All right. So, um, and if, and if you have an attorney telling you otherwise, I would be very careful about dealing with that attorney because I'm telling you disclosure it's disclosure is what gets you in trouble. And it states in that document, I'm repeating myself, it states in that document that if you do not disclose that you have another agreement, especially when there's monetary amounts involved, and you that's not disclosed officially, if it's not on the HUD, then you are committing mortgage fraud. 
So keep that in mind when you're trying to, if you're th thinking about, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to work with, with Don or, you know, I don't like the way our, our, our commission split is or whatever, not commission split because we're not, we're not operating as, as agents, but our profit split, our profit sharing in our joint venture. And you say, well, I could probably do better myself or whatever. And you try to use these tactics. Um, be very careful. Be very, very careful because you can go to jail. Or you know, or have a felony on your record. So I just want to throw that out there because I see a lot. I'm, as we're expanding our business nationwide, I am talking to people that are I hear that are using this these tactics, and I'm shaking my head because we don't do that. Hundred percent, we do not do that. I am not going to go to jail, uh, and, you know, because I'm trying to make some money on, in real estate. It's not worth the risk. I want to sleep at night. I already don't sleep very well because I'm old, and uh, I, have, I have sleep issues. But I don't want even more issues, you know, on me, weighing on, weighing on my conscience at night uh, because I'm worried about, you know, is the FBI going to show up at my door, you know, four years later or three years later because of, some, of, of, of a flip that I did, you know, that wasn't completely 100% above board. So I hope this was uh, uh, interesting for you. I hope that uh, you gained some value from this and understand better how this works and what you should avoid when you're trying to flip a short sale. And as always, we encourage you to work with us and you can work with a reputable company, A plus rating for 16 or I don't know, 17 years almost now with the Better Business Bureau and we do it the right way. And I want to thank you again for your attention and don't forget to subscribe and turn your notifications on. So that way when you get, when I drop another uh, podcast or another video, you'll get notified and don't forget my blog.